Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Have you had snow yet? Uh, yeah, kind of. So for us, no. But what you guys would consider snow, yes. Like we had a dusting that oh. was gone by 10 a.m. Okay, well, that would be kind of what a two-hour delay they're hoping yeah. for. Yeah. Kind of to use that for so well, like I, I told you, I went to a a wedding in Norfolk a number of years ago, and it had barely dusted like three days prior, but it was cold enough where it hadn't melted, and they were like, "No, whole t- whole town shut down. Like nothing's open. Oh, like wow. we had to go out of our way to find like restaurants and like convenience stores and stuff that were open. Um, it was crazy." Like, and, and people were just like, yeah, no, we had this crazy storm. And I'm looking out like, uh, where is it? Because to us, a crazy storm is a foot, two feet. Sure, sure. Yeah, I remember one in Buffalo. They had like five feet of snow, which is just alien. That's just, I just can't even comprehend that. That's just not within my well, that, that was us understanding. A, a couple of years ago, we had a two foot storm. And then, like, three or four days later, we had a foot storm. And then, like, three days later, we had another two-foot storm. So it was just, like, piling on top of it. And then you couldn't even, like, get rid of it because it was soft snow on top of hard snow on top of essentially blocks of ice. Mm. It was horrible. Of course. I mean, I work from home. I don't really care. But I still have to, like, (laughs) clean the driveway and clean the walk and all that stuff. Yep. Anywho. Good. Welcome to Back to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 256. Oh, gentlemen, I have a feeling this could be a, an interesting episode. There's been a lot happened. This is a longer gap than we normally have between episodes because we recorded super early uh, due to Thanksgiving. And um, been a lot of juicy stuff happened in the last few days. Um, I'm going to distract Max. It looks like he's doing late minute preparation. How you been, buddy? Hmm. Why don't you start with me? No, because, uh, well, okay, all right, you can start. With, well, you said I can't ask you how you are. Sorry, how has wrestling been in the year 2000? I haven't watched any of it. But <laughs> I right, think so that Matt, this, how have you been? No, 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 I think this is a crazy enough episode where we should get right into it. I don't feel like pleasantries are needed. We have had one of the craziest weeks in professional wrestling that we have seen in a long time. But we have Why good we sitting... moments already. I'm just trying to check. Look, do you want a four hour episode? Do you want? I'm a four just trying hours? to check if we if we're talking good stuff or you said we're getting straight into it. I just want to find out which I know, I, we're getting straight. Into. I see the countdown about to start. Good. Bad. I guess we are in good cop moments then. All right, take it away, Ryan. Keep going. Oh, so now I got it. Now it's my turn. Okay, I understand. I understand. Uh, hey, um, we took rotated it because you weren't happy about it. Matt went first two weeks ago. I went first last time. So we all uh, you you wanted to go last for some reason. Um, I don't know, maybe that was bad cop. You wanted to go last. I don't know. You said something on Twitter, uh, in our private messages that I'm leaking to the world right now. I was just trying to check on the chronology of the things we were mm, doing. There's a, yes. there's a lot of potential for overlap this week. I'm sure. Well. 
in, in, in theory, in... you could talk about you could have one person that you talk about and cover pretty much everything for good and bad for the whole show. So I just wanted to make sure we were kind of we were kind of picking specific things. So if you were to go first, like you're going to, that you just didn't talk about everything and leave us with literally nothing on our cup. Bingo it's cup. true, and and I and I specifically have decided on a good cop moment because i think that most podcasts have sounded pretty much the same over the past seven days um i don't think there's been much different you know different topics being discussed unless you're specifically aew or new japan or something like that um but uh so yeah i don't know if if, if nobody heard uh, so if you've been living under a rock for a while, uh, uh, Mr. Pepsi Phil himself, uh, Phil Brooks, CM Punk has returned to WWE. I'm sorry if I'm spoiling that for anyone, uh, but it's true. It happened, but that's not my good cop. My good cop is, did everyone here see the video of Seth Rollins after or during CM Punk's return. Yes. Okay. My good cop moment is WWE of all people working people so hard with that Seth Rollins uh, response to CM Punk coming out. I... Obviously, it was the discussion of the wrestling world over the past week. And, you know, with my friends, we were talking about it. And, you know, someone posted the video and was like, hey, you know, did you see how how Seth reacted? And I was just like, man, I am so excited for this. That is going to be an awesome angle. It's a full circle story, you know, because Punk debuted against Seth and Roman and someone else who WWE forgot. I, I, I can't remember. Um so this is 100% of work. And the response was, so swearing and flipping someone off is a work? Hell yeah, it's a work. You think Seth Rollins, one of the top guys in this company, is going to have a temper tantrum with 17,000 people looking at him? Absolutely not. He's not going to risk his position in the company over some personal bullshit. He's a professional. And... So many people were like, there's no way. This is a shoot. It's a shoot, brother. It's a shoot. It's like there is no possible way. And to see so many people get worked by this made me so happy because that to me is what pro wrestling is about. You know, and the, the so many people that I talked to were just like, I don't know. I think that was pretty real. That's the point. <laughs> That's the point. The next night at the house show, he cuts a promo on Punk. Okay, with a live mic. You think they were going to let him have a live mic after that reaction? And then they're not going to cut his mic off? Absolutely not. Like, it, And then to have him come out on Raw, and whether it was scripted or not, the whole, yeah, let it all out, let it all out. I'm not going to waste my breath on someone who took his ball and went home 10 years ago, or whatever, whatever he said. I loved this because it does feel real. And you know, there was some heat between, you know, whether it was playful jest or he really meant it. But during that, I think it was the release of 
2K23 during an interview, he was asked about Punk ever potentially returning, and he was pretty much like, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> I don't want that guy around here. I think he called him a locker room cancer. And it's like, what you know, was that, are they friends? Because I don't know if they're friends. They may text each other every day for all I know. Um, I absolutely loved it. Because again, my good cop moment of this week is when smart marks get worked. Makes me happy inside. Makes me warm and fuzzy. All right. So I want to try and piece this part together then, because this might have been very carefully put together then. So there might be some misdirection then from Hunter, because I'd also heard that the people didn't know that he was coming out. He was snuck in backstage and then he was put out there. So you're telling me that the Hunter was lying at that point then? Because no. obviously, if you want if you want Seth to react like, so did Seth make that reaction by himself? Pretending so the, to be the, Seth, this this information it it's already out there. The information's out there. Um, Punk didn't sign a contract until that day. They had set up a an area for him to keep him isolated. He did not stay in that area. He was apparently walking around backstage. Oh, um, not not openly, openly. Like, he wasn't hanging out and catering or anything, but he wasn't, like, hiding in a corner. Oh, the, okay. The people who knew about it were Nick Khan, Triple H. Uh, Michael Cole was told because... They, they wanted him to essentially shut up, you know, so he wasn't talking over it. And uh, the participants of the men's war game match were told about it as they were getting ready to go out. They said, by the way, after the match, Punk's coming out. So, so they Seth's so Seth knew. was organic then. I think Seth's reaction was potential. I don't know if they were like if they said like, hey, Seth, we're going to set up a program between you and Punk. Um, or what that conversation was, but three days in a row, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, he has mentioned punk or reacted to punk. No, oh. that tells me this is 100% of work. I don't see any way again, though, let's say he didn't know. And he has that kind of reaction in front of, you know, you know, the fans, the WWE universe, as it were. There's he's going to have some heat on him when he gets backstage because they're really going to allow that one of their top stars to have a temper tantrum during like oh, it or so hate I didn't it. think that at all. Yeah. But I was thinking that if he came up with if if he did, I didn't know that the, the participants in that match knew that Punk was coming. Out. Yes. That's yeah. They, what I they said that they told them before, like pretty much as they were in Gorilla getting ready to go out. They were told Punk is debut. Punk is returning tonight. Whether or not they already knew he was in the building or not, I'm not sure, but they were told before they went to the ring. One of the things I found really confusing was, what was the deal with McIntyre kind of storming out right at the end? I that that's a work too. I I'm 100% convinced. And the people who were sharing that video saying, look how pissed off he is, all went blind like me. And apparently didn't see directly in the shot the cameraman waving him over to give him his cue to storm out. He stormed I, I heard out. About that as well. I'm just not sure why they asked him to storm out. That that's what I was confused. Uh, about. If you look at his Twitter today, I think they're starting to work on it now. He's uh, he's been uh, he posted something earlier about the Royal Rumble poster. Uh, showing displeasure probably because his image is behind CM Punk's. 
So I think this is, I don't, I don't know. I think they're going with an angle with Drew McIntyre of he is displeased because he keeps getting screwed over. Um, I think that's why on raw, they did the whole, you have no one to blame, but yourself. And then he's like, yeah, you're right, but I'm still going to take it out of you. (laughs) Um, Which I really, I'm loving heel McIntyre. Absolutely adoring heel McIntyre, but a side good cop moment from my main good cop moment. What we saw on TV was Punk. We saw Punk in the entryway doing his thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And at one point, we see him waving. And I, while I was watching, I was like, who's he waving at? The video that came out of Seth having his little, you know, kayfabe tem- temper tantrum also had Punk striking Orton's pose and then Randy waving to him. And then Punk waving back. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. Because obviously, you know, um, I looked it up. Because, you know, I like to do my research. Um, including FCW or NXT, whatever at the time. The people, active wrestlers. So I'm not including injured, reserved, or, um, you know, backstage correspondents or commentators or anything like that. Or managers. Um, the active roster, whether it be developmental or main roster, when Punk was last active in WWE, there are a total of like 12. So this is a whole new crop of talent. And I that's what's exciting to me because you're going to go through your main eventers. You're going to have Punk Seth. You're going to have Punk Roman. You're probably going to have, you know, Punk Randy, stuff like that. Um, but then Punk KO. Punk Sammy, like those are the matches I'm looking forward to, and I really, really hope they do it. Especially if the reports are true, this is a multi-year deal. Mm. So, and I, that was my um disappointment with AEW. They had all of these dream matches lined up for them, and they didn't pull the trigger on any of them. It was kind of the same thing over and over again. It was Punk MJF. Punk page. Like those were the two big storylines in the year and a half or whatever he was there. Matt, you've been very quiet. This is um I know you've got I know you've got you might have taken a different line from us, but I know people are very interested to hear your opinions on punk. Well it, I mean it does it really matter though? We know he hates punk. We we still want to uh we still well, why don't Graham? Why don't we hear your dealing opinion? with the fact that Punk is back? You're trying to favorite wrestling product of all time. You're trying to deflect onto Matthew. Not deflect. He hasn't spoken yet. Really, we do have so? a three man booth for a reason, as we've said before. Is true, and lots of things are true, though. And I think half an hour probably is the longest I've actually gone on a, on a podcast ever without saying a word. So, Ryan, I appreciate you actually helping me actually try and get to an hour without me talking. But I think uh, half, I tried. we're going to have to half an hour that we're going to go, unfortunately. We've been working on it for the last few days, Graham, by the way, for Ryan to interrupt me so I didn't say a word for an hour. <laughs> oh. We worked you. We worked you, bitch. But so half an hour I managed to get without saying a fucking word. Brilliant work, Ryan. Love you. Thank you. Um, eh. Is my answer, Graham? Well, I think the math skills will be a little bit out as we uh, play the tape back, but hey. I can get in. 
to Zoom because Zoom fucking sucks. We should have been named this episode and every episode going forward. But hey. only isn't working for you. Don't know why that is. Anyway, stop deflecting, Graham, because I gave you my answer. Yeah. Decorum. Meh. Meh is my answer. Meh. Okay, what's your main good cop moment of the week then? Well, hold on. We're not done this yet, Matt. Now that you're talking, yes, you can at least agree that from a business standpoint. This is one of the biggest things WWE has done in a long time. It is a bridge that has been mended that many thought could not be mended. And I think personally that says a lot about the current regime that is going on in WWE. I was I was going to I was going to say um I am um, the 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 burnt bridge was not WWE. The Burnt Bridge wasn't WWE at all. Mm. The Burnt Bridge was with Vincent Kennedy and McMahon. True. Triple True. H welcomed him back with open arms. When Vince found out he was, he was there, he came backstage for a few months ago. Vince kicked him out. Triple well, H but, was happy to have him there. But that was also because there was a potential contract tampering lawsuit that could have come out of that. Maybe. maybe I understand so. that. Maybe so. But the fact Mary is that all the problems have between we have between Vince and Phil. WWE is a company. There's no blah blah between a company because let's face it, all that board saw punk as dollar signs. Even I've got to admit this makes good business sense. Although, I'd rather talk about some wrestling rather than just a guy who hasn't done anything apart from come out and spend eight minutes talking on the microphone. I So, real quick, does anyone remember, like, oh God, eight or nine years ago when Jericho returned and he would come out? And people would cheer him, and he would never say anything until yep. they started booing him. One yep. of the greatest organic heel turns in the history of professional wrestling. Fucking loved it. Fucking loved so it. So good. If Punk uh, had done that, then that would have been so cool. But he won't. But he called him because he loves his voice too much. Don't you just hate when people love his own voice so much? No, I don't know anything about that. <clears throat> the quorum. You want to talk? So, about, yeah. Sorry. No. Well, I guess it's time for Matt. It's time for your good cop moment of the week. Okay. Of whatever week this is. Okay. My main good cop moment of the week is. We need to go last, really. But if I you, can go now, if you want me to. I would. If it would make. I don't even have my notes open, but I. It, I know. I, I can feel from Emma going while you're while you're getting your notes up, Graham. And as soon as you get your notes up, Graham. Oh, no, I, 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 I got it. I, I, I just got a few things I got to reference. I'm. Um, I knew we were obviously going to be talking about Punk quite a lot, and I mentioned the fact that I haven't really watched AEW at all this year. So I was like, "Is it December now? Hey, perhaps it's the time to actually watch some, uh, to actually watch some AEW." And um, apparently, I picked the kind of the right time. It sounds like Dynamite's on a 
bit of a streak right now. The the figures were higher than SmackDown. That really shocked me. I know it's different days, but I was still really surprised by that. And um, I think actually, it's certainly, it's not a product I disliked. I've said that before. It's just a product where I just haven't had time. And I've been focusing more on WWE because the WWE product's been good but recently, um, which has not always been the case during our five-year run, Matt. And um, yeah, I think I picked the right sort of time. Like, um, I'm really liking the battle between uh, Christian and Edge. That was kind of the video that got me started. I watched that and I really enjoyed where that's going right now. And I was like, oh, well, Lord Wells is there. Hardy Boys are there. This could be the Hardy Boys final run. I know they've kind of had a lot of final runs, but this feels like this really could be a final run. Um, and they're my favorite tag team. So why would I not want to watch some more of that? And then when I saw who they were actually facing, Action Andretti was in there. I was like, oh my gosh, that's my MCW boy. So I'm a big fan of Action Andretti, as you know. And that's actually where my good cop moments actually go in. Um, to find out how well Action Andretti has been doing since, um, well, I guess for the last few months. Um, I haven't been watching AEW, so I haven't been following it. And um, we already talked about the fact that you can't really watch Ring of Honor because it's behind the paywall, so you don't really know what's going on. But it kind of seems like to me, from looking at the looking at the record from the last few months on Cage Match, it seems like really it's just like NXT. It's just that most people don't get to watch it because most people aren't prepared to pay for it. But I'm liking how they were kind of building that up. Um, it seems like he's been working with Dante Martin. I never remember his brother's name, but anyway, it looked like they've been working on that. Darius. Thank you. Um, Getting a lot of success on Ring of Honor. I did actually have the results for us to them, but I don't think it's really important. But you can see that they're kind of building him up. They're giving him those wing wins on Ring of Honor, where it's kind of difficult to justify perhaps some of those wins if you were to put him straight on AEW. Because uh, obviously the, the character, the sorry, the um, quality of matches is much greater on AEW. So it was great to see him... Um, Great to see him being successful. Great to see that they're kind of doing that planning and doing the storylines kind of behind the scenes, trying them with the Ring of Honor crowd. And then the match that I saw yesterday, I think this was from this week's Dynamite, um, was like I say, it was the Hardy Boys and someone from Private Party. I can't remember who his name was. The listing cage match was different from the person. It said it was like Brother Zay. But when I looked on yeah. cage match, it had a completely different name. Um, let's see what it says. Uh, Isaiah Cassidy? Yeah. So is that the same person? Yeah, it's because it was, you know, Brother Nero, Brother oh, Zay, like okay. Isaiah. Brother Zay. Oh, uh, that yeah, was straight go. over the top of my head. And I was like, hold yeah. on, is this even the same person? I'm pretty sure he fell into the lake of reincarnation. It happens. That, okay, that would make sense. Having missed all that. But yeah, um, Action Andretti versus Top Flight took the win. And um, I'm just really proud that I'm kind of a, a local boy, um, somebody who was appearing in our local scene not that long ago. Um, obviously, Jericho gave him kind of his big break by letting him, by putting him over in that match. But yeah, it's one of the things I kind of, it's, if I'm going to start watching AEW again, that might be a few of the things that why I'm going to want to start watching it. Having talked about some of those people on their kind of last run, but also some of those local stars who I've seen like Action Andretti, if they are going to start giving them a big push as well, which sounds like that could be something they're going towards um that might be my reason for watching aew so surprisingly with all the things that went on this week um aew was my main good cop moment of the week matt would you like to go first or would you like me to i i i have one thing before i want to hand to ryan you you, you said that trying with the ring of honor crowd yeah hmm? isn't that just an aew crowd 
Um, it, it is, but it's slightly different when you're branding it as Ring of Honor. Because like NXT, they used to do the same recordings with... They used to do those recordings. Sorry, not that two... What's it? 205 Live? They used to kind of do those recordings before like the main thing started. So I think it's slightly different. As that... it's, like a, well, it's like a pre-show to the actual show that you're getting. You realize it's not the same as the big show, but you also... But not everyone's getting to see that, though, of course. If you're there live, you are, obviously. I'm, I don't want to piss all over this, Graham. Okay. So I'm going to hand it Ryan. <laughs> Well, I will piss all over it because I don't really care. Um, you, you, you denounced Ring of Honor. <laughs> oh, I have. I have. Oh, my. I, Ring of Honor died the day Tony Khan purchased it. That's my firm belief in this situation. I've tried. I've tried to, to watch some of it. It just doesn't do it for me. Um, I agree, though. Uh, Graham, with, with most of what you said, you know, it's cool to kind of see um, these... It's kind of the same reason I watched WCW back in the day, even though it was the same reason a lot of people hated WCW. Got to see a lot of these kind of legendary stars still performing. Maybe not to the same extent that they were 10 years prior, but it was still cool to see someone like Ric Flair or Arn Anderson on television every week, you know, because they're, you know, they're legends. They're legends in this business. Um so I agree, you know, like seeing Edge and Christian and the Hardys and Jericho, it's like, oh yeah, this is uh this is cool. Um, I just said that it didn't necessarily yeah. Anyways, um the the one thing I will say is if you had watched it live, uh AEW Dynamite, uh so Dante Martin is just returning after a catastrophic leg injury. Uh he pulled a Sid Vicious live on TV. Uh, it wasn't good. And the cameraman was like, what's that? Oh, God. And held the camera on his leg at a 90 degree angle. Anyways, so he's just, re- this was his return on Wednesday when he oh, appeared okay. backstage with them before the match. Um, the funny thing is uh, they accidentally cut to a commercial in the middle of him returning backstage. It still had the logo and everything. Uh, maybe this wasn't Dynamite. Maybe this was Collision. I don't know. Um, I, I mix everything up in my head. But anyways, they accidentally went to commercial. And it still had like the, the watermark. The live watermark and stuff. But they were playing a commercial over his interview. Uh, and I thought like. What a horrible way to return. To just technical difficulties. Um, I thought that was funny. Uh, it made me laugh. Well, now my notes are up. I did actually check. Uh, you were right. Um, I this was. I want to say I was watching this this morning. I was trying to get ready for work, so I just quickly put the picture up there, and I didn't get a chance to pull it. It was he. Well, the Ring of Honor matches. He was with Darius Martin, and I hadn't noticed that quickly enough because I was speed reading. I read it as Dante Martin. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. So Dante just returned, but Action and and Darius have been teaming together because all three of them are top flight now, as opposed mm-hmm. to just. I think it used to just be Darius and Dante until action signed with the company um which you know i got you know i got no issues with any of them i think they're good talent um i think they're good wrestlers um you know and luckily you know obviously we've all seen it i think all three of us have been watching wrestling long enough to know that when you have a tag team or a a trio or whatever when someone gets injured it sucks because you're probably not going to be on tv a lot um 
And with Dante being injured, I you know I have to give them credit. They kept Action Andretti and, and Darius like pretty active on the roster, and I like that. Um, Got to give them credit for that. Uh, I give credit where credit is due. Don't let anyone tell me that I just only shit on things. No, 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 no. I can be positive. All right, Matt, you ready now? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Okay, so okay, so first things up is get yourself an, a good a good size saucepan and then put in about a tablespoon of sunflower oil and um and then gently soften a chopped onion and two mm-hmm, to three mm-hmm. chopped carrots for a few minutes. And then when when it's nice and soft, then turn the heat right up and crumble in five hundred grams of lamb mince and brown until it until it comes up lovely. And then you can and then Tip off the excess fat. This is crucial because the lamb is very fatty in general. Just get yeah, that yeah, lamb of out. Just get the lamb out of it, of course. Then you add two tablespoons of tomato puree, a large, large splash of Liam Perrins. Others are available, of course. And then fry for a few minutes. In case you're wondering what I'm doing here, I'm talking about my my shepherd's pie recipe because, let's face it, everyone's done to death CM Punk coming back. I would much rather talk about food. We're not uh, even halfway through this episode. Yet. I'm how, how, how is this a good cop moment? <laughs> uh, oh, because I've got other things to talk about other than that. I just wanted to highlight the fact my cookbook will be out in the stores in about a week's time. Um, right, so. <laughs> legit, no, legit, Graham. My, my cookbook is out next week. Um, Are you autographing copies? If you want one. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I do. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Right. Okay. I'm going to talk important things. So um, I'm going to talk to Zena Vega. My good cop moment of the week was something came across my desk just yesterday morning, and it was Zelina Vega. In person? Uh, no, I would have been happy to oh. meet you, of course. Um, calm down. I would have been happy just to have her on my desk. <laughs> uh, no, I was at my desk, and something came across my laptop. This is not like something any better. Um, um, <laughs> so, so hold on, hold on, real quick though. Just uh, nobody tell uh, Malachi Black I said that because he scares me. Yeah, he does a little bit. Um, I, no, I'm Zelina Vega. Um, was doing one of her was doing one of her Twitch streams. Um, not sure how current it is. I'm thinking relatively because she called Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> yep, you've seen this, have you, Ryan? I have. I, she actually, this is a running gag with her, and I absolutely love it. She called Donald Mysterio pretending to be a seven-year-old kid boy called Harold, I think she called herself. Um, really good impersonation, by the way. And Donald Mysterio answers the phone, and Zelina's trying to place an order for, chick- for chicken fingers, which is Donald Mysterio's infamously favorite food. And you can hear priests in the background because they're clearly riding to to an, to an event. Because obviously Vegas on SmackDown, obviously not on Raw, so different different travel journeys, obviously. And Zelina go through this whole shtick, and he Dominic wants to put your mum on the phone, and because obviously he thinks it's the kid, like and um, like. Um, do you want to marry my mom? And I, and he's like, no, I don't want to marry. Her. Wait, is she hot? And then and then and then um, priest says, you can hear people like, uh, 
how ask how old the kid is. And the kid says like, I'm seven. Cinderella says, I'm seven. And that's what um Dominic Mysterio repeats out loud. He repeats in background saying like like Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out, and he hangs the call up. <laughs> this was my good cop moment of the week. It's because Selena Vega, you a bitch and I fucking love you. <laughs> of all the stuff that's happened this week, and there's been a lot of great stuff in the world of wrestling happened this week, for, in a lot of people's eyes, but given how much of a crap week I've had, personally, not professionally in terms of punk and all that crap, but prof- but personally, we didn't touch on the start of the show because I wanted to do my whole not talking for as long as I could thing. Um, I'm, I hope you guys won't mind me mentioning this. Um, lost my nan. Well, it was Chris's nan. Passed away Wednesday morning. Um, effectively my nan as well. Last five years, she's been my grandmother. Uh, it hit me hard. I'm not going to lie. Um, these boys were both here with me. Um, Ryan even messaged me privately saying me and Graham can do a show without you like, I'm like no fucking way no fucking way I'm not letting this arsehole complain for hours and hours he got edit again oh and also I mean don't me you dare let him off Graham the shit. like I don't care what happened he needs to be accountable on this on this week of all weeks but even do but, not give him an out but I also said to you both as well because this came from Chris's mum obviously uh, we are to carry on as normal. So that's why I'm here. Carrying on as normal. The good cop jersey is on. As Not can... talking for half an hour is carrying on as normal? As in winding the fuck out of you, Graham. <laughs> I wasn't slightly wound up by and that. Also, Graham, additional good cop. His wrist sealed. The my rock elbow. does it much faster. My elbow is completely oh, 95% healed. No longer need the brace, Graham. Very good. Which will lead on to one of my speech at moments momentarily. Okay. I've got a lot to get through. <laughs> you do. You have 90 seconds. All right, Ryan. What you got in your speed check for us? Well, I mean, you know, I know that at least 33% maybe in the minority here. I am very excited about Punk's return. Um, I think it's good for business. And it was something I was actually thinking about for grizzled veterans. I'm talking guys who were there between like 2002 and like 2006. Um, There's not many of them left. It's really just kind of Punk and Orton out of that class of people. Um, There's really no one left in that company from that time frame from ruthless aggression. So I think it's, you know, I think it's good. Um, nobody can really see that. Yeah. Well, no, that's not Ruthless Aggression. That's 2013. That's PG era. Mm. So, yeah. But that does fit into the fact that what I said earlier of how few people are still there. Um, I think that um aw i will agree with you it has been on an upward slope lately uh it's been less egregious to watch um excuse me um impact running their throwback 
uh, episode. Always a good time. Um, and uh, I mean, just Survivor Series in general, I thought was a phenomenal show from beginning to end. I really, really thought that was a great show, especially we had four big returns. We had Punk, we had Orton, we had R-Truth, and we had the false copyright logo. My favorite, favorite return. Um, and my final uh, good cop speed check would be, again, EO does something extremely dangerous and puts zero regard to her body and does another trash can spot off the top of the cage, which, oh, actually, one more. That tossing JVD McDonough off the top of the cage into an RKO phenomenal absolutely phenomenal i really enjoyed that yeah that man is flowers what a bump even like i mean you have to the rko itself isn't really a damaging move the the performer who's taking it is just landing on their chest so jd mcdonough is landing on his chest while sitting on the top of, from sitting on the top of the cage that's a bump that's gonna hurt and he took it and Jaden McDonough, I have my issues with him personally. I think yeah. he, Jordan Devlin, is a piece of shit. However, we've talked about this before, separating the art from the artist. That dude is one of the best sellers since Dolph Ziggler. Could be like, even better one day. Yeah, he, he, he's he got a, his selling style is somewhere between Dolph Ziggler and Jeff Hardy. Just ragdolls, and it's so good. And I really appreciate that about him. Too bad he's an asshole, allegedly. Yes, he is alleged, unfortunately, on side of things. You just made me think of two extra ones I got for my speed check. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Survivor Series. I, I think it might have been perhaps the best pay-per-view I've watched since I've actually come back. I, I'm, I'm not going to include WrestleManias because that's obviously a slightly different thing. But for like a three-hour pay-per-view. And part of that was getting to watch it with Matt. So you did your watch-along with Benny Mac. Uh, over on SJP, and it, it wrestling is so much more fun when you can watch with other people. And unfortunately now, my boys, they don't always want to watch wrestling, so there is times when I'll just watch it by myself. But no, thoroughly enjoyed doing that. Mentioning R-Truth, that segment on Monday Night Raw, when he's in where the Judgment Day <laughs> is, and he's got stuff, what got crap all over the place. Absolutely brilliant. Love R-Truth. I What's could not that? stop laughing. I was oh, laughing I so hard. I was, was cry-laughing. I was it, laughing so hard. It was one of the cringiest segments I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. And I ate it up with a fork and a spoon. You it, ate it up just like the jelly rolls he was eating. <laughs> it was all that powdered. I assume it was powdered flour, but it was all over the place. It was I thought Tony Carter stopped by. <laughs> <laughs> Did all you... right. My two that I had written down, though, were one I tagged you in it this morning, Matt, I hope, um, was a fan who had a sign said, rip this sign up. And Finn Balor saw it, immediately had a smile on it, and he actually did give it to JD Madonna, and he ripped it up. And I just thought that was a really cool moment. But somebody, for anyone who was from a different angle, they would have just thought that they'd ripped up a kid's sign, and they would have had no idea what it was. But Finn gave it away, because he had a big smile on his face, which he wasn't supposed to have at that point. But Finn's Finn, and it's cool to see. And um, I guess a good cop moment is, um, I guess Ryback has to retire, right? Uh, November 24th, if yep. Axiom Punk returns tomorrow, I will officially retire from pro wrestling. He, he, uh, has... he did tweet later as well. When I return to wrestling, my pop will be twice as loud as Fragile Phil's, and it won't need to be in my hometown to surpass it. Hashtag hungry. No, no, um, you, I don't you misunderstood. You misunderstood. He, he, he had another tweet. Yeah, oh, after Punk return. Yeah, there's another tweet that says, no, he had to return to AEW. That oh. was the... That was the yeah, he he in and then he had the the, I mean, 
I mean, talk about a fisherman. I mean, everyone kept he kept saying like, "People, stop replying to this message." I'm like, then delete it, you cunt. I got it. Just remind me. I got to check. I think I'm due about twenty dollars from different tweets as well. Like, uh, if you like this tweet, you're getting ten dollars if CM Punk returns tonight. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go back check my tweet. I'm sure I'm due a little bit of money. Um, obviously there's not, and neither of those guys paying up. But it was still kind of funny that right back. Whatever was he not going to learn? Does he ever learn? Like he should know not to post retirement posts on Twitter. It's not working. It's clearly really a bad cop moment, but it was funny. Do you know what? I'm probably the only person who blocked him before he blocked me. <laughs> the only, him. the only good thing that Ryback has ever done was changing his name so he wouldn't give people with my name a bad name. <laughs> it's the greatest thing he's done. Not saying something. I mean, it, you know, like, like obviously we're talking a lot. A lot of people are talking about Punk's return. Ryback was the one who hurt him in the first place. That led to all of that bad blood happening anyways. Like, we can blame the last 10. If you're a CM Punk fan and you've been like, I've missed him over the past 10 years. The, the genesis of all most of the issues that led to him walking out started with Ryback. In that, in that TLC match. Yeah. Because he's an unsafe worker. He's always been an unsafe worker. He's big and he's meaty and Vince loves big meaty men. Matt, what you got for 90 seconds? Right. Brace yourself. Here we go. Okay. Um, Stephanie was at ringside for the women's war games match. She was actually pictured in the crowd with her eldest daughter. Big, big, big. When the yeah, when the crowd, when the camera was looking at Bailey, someone across from her was what was filming her. Yeah, that was that was kind of fun. Uh, you mentioned EO Sky already, phenomenal. And uh, JD obviously spot festing like crazy. Um, Orton, he looks good, and I'm talking Triple Eight, two thousand four, good physique wise. My God, I think he's I, huge right I, now. I do have a very bad feeling that my husband may have a new crush, and he didn't even like wrestling. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, I'm now going to talk about an in, about a well-known indie organization that I work for because it's important. Um, obviously, that um, the previous event is going up on YouTube imminently. Um, the the highlight reel is already up there, well worth checking out. Just a little teaser for you all. But Massive, which is happening Easter weekend, end of March, first match has already been announced, um, which is going to be Shah Samuels versus Johnny Storm for the opening match. Mwah. Yes, please. Um, and um, immediately following Massive, the week after, CXW Academy opens. And with that, the two head trainers, the the retired Ali O.K. Wakely, who lost obviously the Sassy Bear back at Summer Smash It, and the Wonder Kid Johnny Storm will be the two head trainers of CXW Academy. And affordable wrestling training it's what you need right now. You need it to be affordable for people. That's the thing. And it will be. It's all about getting fit and getting in shape. 
Um, it's going to be great on that side of things. And also, they're looking into streaming live for next show. Wow. Which means my dogs at times will be heard around the world live. Shitting no myself to not come close. Or anything? Pardon? No blackout restrictions or anything? What do you mean, Graham? People could just stay at home and just watch it instead of paying to go see it. Don't know, Graham. Yeah. I've, I've, I don't, I've, I'm guessing. I don't know, to be fair, Graham. I think it's more open. I think. The faith of like, is it like the same model that the, the Isle of Wight uses, where they'll charge you $4 or $5, whatever it is, to stream? I show? don't know. Because uh, okay. that's obviously being, a completely different business. Model. It's being looked into. That's all I know. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens outside of things. But yeah. I would be remiss as a wrestling journalist oh, of to not mention it. Of course. Um, oh, I will be. If that's free, I'll definitely be watching it. And if it's oh. behind a paywall, I'll be paying as well. So. And one more bit of note. One more bit of sick news, and then I shall move on completely, okay? And that is magnificent merch coming soon. CXW branded. Oh, okay. Well, that's not so bad. Okay. I've got more. I've, I did have, have a good moment, but, you but I think you're way over 90 seconds. But you've touched them all already, so that's all good. Well, yeah. I, I actually have one more to add um, because it's been mentioned a few times. Um, <clears throat> Randy Orton, uh, as you mentioned, he's looking because he was always very lean but built. Now he looks like a brick house. He is big. And he is muscular. He's not like fat Triple H in like what 2006. <laughs> he is built like a truck. But he's got my final places. My final good cop is uh the video. Did anyone see the video his wife posted? Yes. Where she's selfieing herself and he walks over and just gives her a honk honk. And I was like. Randy, Randy, I love you. Randy also, and I love how all these marks go crazy. Like Randy Orton broke a broke a a rule as soon as he got back on on Raw. Triple H doesn't care about these rules anymore. Randy called it pro wrestling. Like I mentioned last week, people were noticing it more. Triple H doesn't give a fuck. DGAF, <laughs> you know. I noticed one that was surprised me though, because I think Michael Cole mentioned something about it. it's like the best move within sports entertainment. And I thought, having what we talked about last week, I'm surprised he didn't just say well, it's one of the best moves in wrestling. I can't. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was on Raw, but now you guys well, kind of. I mean, my at the end, at the end of the day, they kind of mean the same thing. Sports entertainment was just a way for Vince to not copyright, but to make you know kind of he kind of called out wrestling for what it was and that's what it is it's both a sport and entertainment sports entertainment and for some somehow over the years that became a negative term and i think it's the perfect term to describe pro wrestling is sports entertainment because you can't necessarily call it a sport because it's not. I mean, there is a competitive nature, as in yeah. you're competing to get your spot on the card, but you're not actually competing against one another in an athletic competition. You're in a predetermined 
you know, match for entertainment value. Yeah. So I like that they're using them interchangeably on Raw or on SmackDown, whatever. I like because it feels more natural now. They say the words that mean the most in the moment. And they don't have to worry about that anymore. Because if 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 Michael Cole two years ago was like, oh man, you know, we've got Kevin Owens, one of the greatest professional wrestlers on the planet. He would have immediately had Vince in his ear going, shut up, don't fucking say wrestling. Wrestler's a bad word. You know, it, like, but they don't have to worry about that anymore because you can tell. We talked about this, I think, last week. You can tell Michael Cole is enjoying his job for the first time in a long time. Cool. And that's awesome. That's what I want. When wrestlers, commentators, ring announcers, backstage correspondents, managers, whoever, when they look like they're having a good time out there, the fans are going to have a good time as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's simple. It's not a hard equation. And you know a lot about equations. Well, I was about to say, since you're talking about how much good there is, it seems like the appropriate time to look at the other side of the week then and talk about those bad cop moments too. All right, same batting order. What you got, Ryan? This is this is like I, I say this every week that it's been tough. It's been tough trying to think of a bad cop moment because <laughs> Matt and I are both shaking our heads. I had so much stuff for bad this week and very little first good. I didn't get my final good cop moment until I was getting ready See, to work. I think this was a great week of professional wrestling overall. Like I really pretty much enjoyed everything that I watched. So I went through, I went through in my head and my bad cop is something that hasn't actually happened yet. So we're not sure if it's a bad cop moment or not. Future bad cop moment. Yeah. This is a time travel bad cop moment because it has happened, but it hasn't happened. (laughs) Exactly. So, <clears throat> Have you seen the reports on Ric Flair's uh, promo on Rampage? Yes. Yes. All righty. So I don't, need to I don't... Get my phone out now. This well, is my have... main bad cop moment. So go ahead. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't. Maybe we have a different version of a bad cop moment. No, we fucking don't. I guarantee. Yeah, <laughs> speed check. So let's just say. Hypothetically speaking, let's break this down a little bit. Did what he said, did did what he say, did what he, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, is it inherently bad or wrong? Yes. No. Yes. No. Hold on. Listen. I'm getting there. Calling out women of a consenting adult age. Inherently, not that big of a deal. Is it creepy as hell because he's almost 80? Absolutely. But that's not my main issue with this. My main issue is this is another, another, another in a long line of Tony Khan lets the boys do whatever they want and then gets all butthurt when they do whatever they want. 
this is a talent relations issue. This is an issue. If the reports are true and this is being cut from Rampage, yeah, this is just another in a long line of Tony Khan lets people do whatever the fuck they want and then cries about it. You need to have some control over your roster. They work for you. This is not a new thing in the company. This happens all the time. Then we had another potential of the same problem. Britt Baker calling them out on Twitter about her not having any live mic time in ring promos in the year of 2023. Now, I agree with our good friends over on Busted Open Radio. Uh, check them out on Sirius XM. Uh, of course, I'm talking about uh, our fantastic friends, uh, Dave LaGreca and Tommy Dreamer. I'm sure they're big fans of the show and listen all the time. Where I've thought for a little while that Brit could be the devil because it makes sense. She's defending Adam Cole. Now, but let's take that out. Let's say, no, she's not the devil. She has a legitimate concern because she has a legitimate concern. Whether it's a work or a shoot, it's a legit. The women have this issue a lot. Why is it that Tony Khan cannot control his roster? Social media, live mics, you know, uh, appear autograph sessions and appearances. There's always some sort of issue where someone says the wrong thing. Someone does the wrong thing. How do you not have some sort of talent relation that talks about what they can and can't say? Wait, they did. And it was one of the boys. It was QT Marshall. And he don't work there anymore because he quit because he's sick and tired of it. How is this happening? This company's existed for almost five years. How the, the first one, we talked about this recently, a couple months ago, was Nyla Rose going off on a transphobe on Twitter. Absolutely in her rights. But she also has to have a little decorum to herself because she's representing a big company. Decorum is a big thing. Yeah. How does this keep happening? Like, am I taking crazy pills? Please, someone agree with me that this is insane, that this keeps happening, and nobody sees that the common thread is poor management. I, I'm sick of, of repeating it, buddy. So I'm, I'm on your team here, mate. You have, the, you have things in place for far, far smaller companies. And for somebody who's looking to somebody that obviously is a much bigger company, it does seem ridiculous that something is not in place or something is not being enforced or, or whatever. But no, I'm 100% agreeing with you. Like, And I'm not talking about like someone breaking the rules and maybe cussing on the air or something. That's why you've got people with the button that drops the audio, you mm-hmm. know, or like uh, Darby Allen at Full Gear. Where he was like, this is fucking Sting's last fucking match. Let's fucking go. You know, and he was like hyping the crowd up and everything. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, no issues with that whatsoever. Like someone broke script and said some things. Get the crowd hyped up. But how does how do these shoot promos or inappropriate promos or whatever keep happening? Like it's it's just it boggles my mind. And it's funny because everyone thought. That's what Seth was doing, that he was doing a shoot. 
Like, it, it, but it's like they jumped on the evil WWE immediately. And I'm not saying that people aren't jumping on Flair's comments because they are, but they're not jumping on it for the right reason, I think. I think the reason that people need to be discussing this is why does it keep happening over and over again, week after week? What is happening here? It just, I don't know, it blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. Um, I don't know. That's, that's, that I, I'm now at a loss for words. I don't think it's the last time we'll talk about it, so I'm prepared not. To, I'm prepared to move on to my uh, main bad cop moment, Matt. Unless you got anything else to add in, um, n- not particularly at this point. I just realised I didn't. I now need to um, clear my internet history. That's all of a sudden. Sorry. How were you searching for pictures of Randy Orton at Survivor Series? No, no, I just needed to check something. I needed to check something about, about Ric Flair and. I'm just worried if I, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, while you're doing that, I'll do my, I'll do my main bad cop moment of the week. Um, this is the one that Ryan hinted at that I mentioned um, in messages because I was kind of worried that CM Punk, if you, if that was one of your moments, you could easily talk about it for the, for the whole thing that happened. You could talk about Survivor Series. You could talk about Raw. You could talk about. There's like a lot of things you could talk about. So I asked specifically to talk about his appearance on Monday Night Raw. Now. I'm also excited to see CM Punk back. Um, you could see when I mentioned I managed to get a fist bump on the AEW, I was very excited. I am wearing my CM Punk shirt today, obviously to wind that up a little bit as well. Um, but also, no, I, I I am a big fan of CM Punk. It was one of the few people when I was starting to get back into wrestling, those new characters. It, for me, new characters. Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, The Shield. It was all these people who were suddenly like, whoa, this looks really cool. Perhaps now's the time I get back into wrestling. So unfortunately, from my perspective, I didn't really get to see much of Punk because obviously he left. But anyway. Um, the reason I want to include it as my bad cop moment is I did see at the start that they were going to do one hour commercial free. I was like, great, that's one of those things where you see that, and it's like, that's awesome. Watching American television from a British perspective can be really painful at times. Um, there's a lot of commercials, which is why I don't normally watch live. I normally wait an hour, and then I'll skip through the commercials, and I was like, great, I don't need to do that. I can actually start watching at 8 o'clock. There was also a lot of interest from Survivor Series. Um, I think the stat is, and you guys might be able to help me on this, I think it was the most liked tweet in WWE history where it showed WWE um, showed the video of CM Punk coming back from Survivor Series. So there's a lot of uh, casual interest. Um, there's a lot of eyes on the product now because of this, whether you like Punk or not. People who perhaps dropped out of wrestling who be like, oh, perhaps I might want to get back into wrestling. This seemed like the ideal opportunity on Monday to get those people back in. We know that figures across the board have generally been a lot lower these last few years. Anytime you get the chance to move that needle, that might be one of the things where you want to take that opportunity to get new fans in, but then try and keep fans in. And the reason I wanted to include it as my bad cop moment is I saw multiple people on Twitter who gave up within an hour. And it was like, you guys watch this crap for three hours every week. I'm done. 50 minutes, I can't watch anymore, I'm finished. They obviously wanted to see CM Punk, and they saved him for that last segment. I think they actually got it wrong. I think they should have put him on that first segment, and then perhaps bring him back again later in the show, so you got them, you got them, you got them hooked. There was a lot of people who you could have got back on board, and I think you just wasted that opportunity. They're not going to watch Raw again. They've seen what it's like. I thought the show in general for Raw was pretty poor. 
after you had the initial promos, some of the matches on there were not that exciting. Um, if you're trying to get eyes on your product, having had such a fantastic Survivor Series, which I said I think is possibly my favorite pay-per-view outside WrestleMania since I've got back into watching wrestling, to put that show on Raw on Monday, I thought was particularly disappointing. Okay, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Aside from Zoe Stark and Nia Jax, I don't think we watched the same Monday Night Raw. Okay. Because I saw some phenomenal matches. Ivar and Bronson Reed, one of the best big man matches I've seen in a long time. Oh, I, Hands I down. enjoyed that. How many times have we seen that match? Never. Oh, never. We've never, never seen them one-on-one. It feels on one. like I've seen that multiple They've times. never had a one-on-one like on match. Never seen that. Match or they have been in the ring together at the same time. They have, but they've never had a one-on-one match, and I it loved it. It felt like it. It really did You said feel. the same thing about McIntyre and I know. That was the same thing, because they kept putting the brutes in there, and then you'd add another per... It just seemed like the same recipe over and over again, but just with Second. a You added a little seasoning in, or you removed... They, they the sent the crowd home happy, and I think they sent a lot of fans home happy. Not necessarily the punk promo at the end, but at least in the storyline getting to watch 15 minutes of Orton beating the shit out of Dominic. I don't like, mind. I think Orton's been great. Don't get me wrong. I think Orton has been great. And like, as well. We've set up so much. Like, okay, so here's the way. All right, so it, let me, all right. So if go you ahead, th- go regardless ahead. of whether you think the show was fantastic or not, you're a current viewer you're not the person that they were trying to get on board for this. I'm talking about the casual fan or the person who's interested in CM Punk, who you have a chance to get them back into wrestling, which is, we talk about making good business sense right now, and you got people en masse still not even watching. I'm not even prepared to watch Beyond an Hour. I think that's really bad. I agree, but I don't necessarily... Okay. If they'd have had superb matches for that first hour, those people would have been prepared to stay a little bit longer because like, oh my gosh, I don't even know who this person is. This is a really I don't think that happened. It didn't that was not what dragged that was not what got their attention. Now if they're only interested in CM Punk, then you're not going to keep him long term anyway because you can't have him on the screen 24-7. I, I totally understand. They that. tried that. I don't they think tried that, they that on AEW. I don't think that they did the best job they could have done in keeping those fans entertained. Now right. I, I I will agree. Not the best job. If if CM Punk was your draw for the night, I agree with you. That didn't necessarily play out in a way that would have brought those fans back in. However, I still don't understand why he had it commercial free for the first hour. Because to me, that was misleading. That was normally the type of thing when you would put the when you would put Punk on for that reason, and then to not there was no reason to have that commercial free. I don't understand why they did that. But you had. So, and here's my issue with what, what that, what you just said, you are now taking so much away from a returning first ballot hall of famer and also the top women star, probably in the industry that they didn't deserve a commercial free segment. That I take offense with. It wasn't commercial free anyway. Because they had picture in picture, and they also had um, Cody Rhodes talking about the WWE store, which, as far as I know, isn't that a commercial? Uh, so, no, Com- like commercials 
are advertising partner commercials. Okay, these I will were say internal stingers and hour though, because I was watching the time. It did not go a full Yeah, hour. it went to like 8.55. I saw it too, and I was like, yeah. ah, I don't know about that. Um, however, this is this is my response. Okay. And these are the kinds of people that I don't even associate with. I probably didn't see a lot of these because I probably have most of these people blocked or muted anyways, because I don't deal with this kind of negative bullshit. You know me. I like <laughs> to joke around about negativity, but I am overly not a negative person. I'm a very positive, calm person most of the time. Like people may not believe that I am. I like here's a little personal story. You guys know this, but maybe some of our listeners don't. I am currently going through a severe medical issue. I am practically blind and I love video games and TV. Blind is not good for that. Um, but there's nothing I can do about it. So I might as well just deal with it until I can get it fixed. Like, what am I going to do? Fucking sit there and cry about it? No, I just I, I'm, I'm rolling with the punches. This is like a, almost a two year long issue that I've been having two years. That sucks. The fuck am I going to do about it? So, Matt, you work in a service industry. I do. Um, Graham, do I, I don't know. Have you ever worked service, uh, restaurant, yeah, uh, retail? ever job. Okay. What? I've worked... I oh, well, retail. technically, newspaper deliverer was my first. No, no, no that's not a job. That's that's child. Okay, rate. well, in, I, I, in that case, then yes, my yeah. first, my first job. I worked retail for many years. The people who go to fill out reviews I hate them. Ninety percent of the time, the only people who can be bothered to do that are people who are pissed off and loud. the The loudest, the the, the loud ones are the ones who are angry about everything. The ones who enjoyed it were sitting there casual, quietly and enjoying it. I think it's just like a Yelp review. You're just seeing the worst of the worst because those are the people who are shouting the loudest in the corner. Objection, Your Honor. Uh, overruled. Um, no, no, objection because... In our industry, specifically in the catering industry, people don't complain. They just don't come back. And that actually happens. And it's the same thing with viewership figures. Because um, they, last week, um, WWE was up against, uh, were up against the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Big game. Yeah. They got twenty nine million viewers that that for that um for that game. WWE mm-hmm. got one point four million still. This week, and just to just for, just for clarity, you say that no one actually was watching it. WWE was up sixty four percent this week on running that rule. I didn't say nobody was watching it. You said I, people. I didn't you, say you, that at all. You, quote. You said I don't. Know, I've t- I'm switching off. Not bothering watching it. Raw was up 64% on the week before. Yeah, because the fucking Cowboys were on this week. No one gave a shit. The only reason... So, so but that, that's the thing. Those people... No, and all the Kansas City fans were watching this week. Like, I, I, not, that's Okay, as a mathematician, i got to step in here. You can't base that on such a small sample size of two weeks and say that that's the reason why it is. There was a lot I of... I only go with a stats I've got, Graham. 
I am going to, I'll tell you guys off air one person who I'm specifically thinking of, uh, but this person is not a negative person. They're very positive. And when I tell you who it is, I think you will know that they are very positive and support. Well, actually, I need to correct myself. They're not a person that would shoot down everything and make negative comments, but they were not impressed with what they no, saw. I am I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you that they missed the ball by not having CM Punk open the show. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. Okay. I'm not disagreeing with you with that. That was However, the main bad cop moment that you missed an opportunity to get some to build on those numbers that you had, Matt, or to possibly retain them. Allow me to correct myself, Graham, because yeah. I'm I actually read this wrong. So it was up 13% on last week and up 64% on last year. Same show. But once again, that's you don't know what game was being showed a year ago. Like, I don't, that makes a big difference. I, but the, the the fact alone that 64% people more people watching than last year. That's big, Graham. No matter sure. what you say. Sure, sure. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. But the, so. the people who were there to see Punk, just to see Punk, and then said, I can't deal with this, they were never, ever going to retain them in the first place. That's that's kind of what I'm trying to They were not going to retain them. WWE is currently, in my opinion, in yet another transitional period. Mm-hmm. Where they're trying to figure it out because it's just like from attitude era to ruthless aggression. That transitional period was the invasion. The invasion was not good. The invasion was bad. I loved it because I'm a WCW guy, but like, oh shit, your biggest star is Booker T. Great. And then what I got Sean O'Hare. Cool. See, like, who gives a shit? See, the thing here, they run it because I enjoyed the invasion angle. Because I didn't know anyone from WCW. So for me, it was a great thing. I didn't know that Booker T wasn't the biggest star in the company. I mean, but the thing is, at the at the end of the day, he kind of was too. He was champion going True. into... But, I, but... I, I didn't even know who Goldberg was. Well, that's because England didn't have real TV. You just had no, BBC. We had WCW. We had WCW on free TV here. Hmm. Channel 5. So... You're just a jerk, is what you're saying. No, I didn't watch the five in the I didn't watch. I just didn't watch WCW. I tried watching it once. I don't remember what was what match was on, but I remember not carrying on watching it. Judy Bagwell and Paul probably was great. Oh, <laughs> you know what, probably. Um, but but like there are certain people now, lapsed WWE or well, let's call them what they are. WWF fans who are never going to come back because the product is geared towards a younger audience now. They're never going to come back. And like I said, WWE is in a transitional period right now. This is a brand new era. And everyone, like, this kind of bugged me when Triple H first took over. Everyone expected, like, things to change overnight. It doesn't work that way. You know, like, it is going to take time, like branding. Let's use branding, for example. Personally, I hate the current branding. I don't like the sets. I don't like the logos. I don't like a lot of the things that they do visually on the the, the, t- the television program. I don't like those weird fucking uh, turnbuckle or ring post covers. Like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like any of this stuff. But at the same time, like, okay, think of a set redesign. Oh, we, we're going to have a new set. King of the Ring. You, 
you have to redo everyone's videos. You have to redo every little package that you show on it. You have to change all of that. This is months and months and months of work that you need to do before you change your set. It's it's one of those things. Like back in the day, it was easy because it was always the same set, or I'm sorry, a different set with a rectangular screen. It, it was always a 16 by nine screen. So whatever video you have, you can play on that screen. Now they've got the mini trons. They've got the ring apron trons. They've got the barricade tron. They have to change all of that if they start changing things. Um, uh, oh, I didn't. Okay, so what they're talking about uh, without uh, talking is Raw had a new theme song. It's better than the old one. That's all I'll give it. The new theme song is better than the old one. I would rather have had Nickelback, and I hated that fucking song. I would rather have any rock song, personally. I think rock works better for wrestling. Take me back um, to take, take me back to 2005 um, with, with a nice bit of um, Papa Roach. No, no, no. Give me a, give me a Mr. Deadman by Rock Union Underground. Oh, Union yeah. Underground, uh, Mr. Oh, Deadman was the best one. Like, I think that was their best theme song. Uh, it was like riff massively. <laughs> um, but anyways. Well, he was I, talking about bringing in new Brandon and new. Yeah, hold on, hold on. I, I knew I'd heard about the new intro. And when I listened to it at the start, I was like, I, You're, what you I normally see, skip through that, but I'm like, I don't think that's the same one. So, What you see is your initial reaction to. So let's use AEW, for example. They did that rebrand a couple of months ago. I hated it at first. Like I really, I, I'm still not a huge fan of it. Um, I think those same fans had they tuned into Raw and seen something different from an aesthetic standpoint, that changes their perception of what's happening. Because from an in-ring perspective, Raw was good minus Nia Jackson's always start because Nia Jax is terrible. Um, the other matches, the in-ring promos, the backstage segments, I thought this was some of WWE's best work. To end, Graham, I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you. Punk should have opened the show, but I don't think it was this worst thing I've ever seen kind of Raw that you are um, alluding to. I'm sorry Zoe Stark isn't Ivy Niles, okay? Jesus Christ, calm down. No, 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 he's trying. He's trying to get us to sing it to Baby Shark still. Oh, I don't understand that reference. I'm sorry. He wants us to do Zoe Stark. Do 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 Zoe Stark. Do 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 Zoe Stark. Fuck you. Anyways, so Matt, I think it's your turn for bad cop because now I'm just uh sad inside. Uh, it's a weird depression I'm feeling. I don't know. Okay, well, okay, see. It's mainly little bits, but I'm going to focus on one thing in particular, because now you've taken the thing about Ric Flair out of the question and the equation now. Although what I could do is quite quickly, Graham, do you have to know what was said exactly? Um, yeah, I have the phone. I have the, well, I had the quote on my phone because I, I saw it at lunchtime. Um, do you want the quote? I've got the quote in front of me, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. You're yeah. talking about the 18 to 28-year-olds, right? Yeah, and that's yes. part of why, and I was quickly googling because the fact of the matter is is i wanted to find out where, where rampage was being filmed that night mm -hmm. it was in minnesota okay is the age of consent not 18 though nope oh. 
younger. Oh, okay. So it's younger in most states, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, which which actually fucking surprised me. I'll be honest. Yeah. No, it surprised me that Flair said eighteen, not sixteen. Jeez. It's because the accepted it's... adult age in this country is eighteen years old. Yeah, I do believe Alabama is fourteen still. Oh God, it is uh, Massachusetts. I believe is sixteen. Yeah, it's sixteen in the UK. To be fair, it's sixteen in the UK. So yeah, which but yeah, it, it, it amazes me. You can actually have you can actually have sex with somebody and have a child with them before you can go on a date with them legally. Well, well, here's the thing, and and this is you can't go for a drink, Graham. Until you're 18 in this country. You don't have to go for a drink to go on a date. That's a classic date. Go out for a drink. You go out for coffee, you fucking drink. You don't have to have a beer. I'd like to point you out... You can have a beer if you order a meal as well. So, I, no, you, know, you can't in this country, Gran. you got an ID. No, age 13. If you order a meal, you can order... You can get you've, got to have a, you've got to have a parent with you, though. No. You can't, Graham. And it's got, trust me, you, they, they say, muster ID. Everywhere now we have to they have the rule then within the last ten years because that's oh. what I used to teach in school when we used to talk about alcohol. In the UK, Graham, it's it's a fact. I'm in the well, trade. Trust me. Hold on, hold on. You used to teach in English <laughs> schools about how to go out and get a drink. No, no, it was about it was obviously about alcohol and it was about what the rules are, but that was one of the facts. Well, in general, that's not something that's taught in American order. schools. They don't they don't promote it at all. It's in not fact, promoting it, but the kids well, no, no, are interested in, that you can order of, a beer if you ordered a meal at the same time. If you're you're like, oh kids, don't worry. If you want to get drunk at dinner, just order a meal. Whereas we have dare where they're it's like, don't that. drink or do drugs. Serve, they're not gonna get a 13-year-old drunk, they're not trying to lose their license. Thirteen-year-olds gonna get drunk off of one beer. They've never yeah. had beer before. <laughs> As somebody, uh, well, let me let me tell you, matter of factly here. Huh, matter of fact, that's a good time for me to finish up. Um, Matt or fact here in the UK, Graham. If you haven't got ID, you will not be served, regardless. Regardless, because the license will go like that. Thirteen-year-olds don't carry licenses with them. That's the point. If no ID, bang, done. Okay. Now times have changed a lot. Yeah, for the better, Graham. Do you know how many people lost their fucking licenses because of oh, it? Oh, of course, people. Okay, like, like I'm not a rebel or anything, and I'm not a big drinker or anything. But like, I, there's plenty of instances where people would go and get their drink beforehand. In fact, I saw it on a, I think it was Fest Hall this week. Somebody mentioned the fact that one of the coolest things their dad did for them when they were 18, they took them into the pub to get their first pint. Um, which would have been a really sweet moment, except for the fact that the uh, landlord said, hey, where's your friends today? Because mm -hmm. it, it wasn't there for first drink. So I don't think, I, I'm not sure it's a strict. Hey, you said that Christmas trees go up in uh, on November 5th. Um, and I've checked with several people since. And that is not true in England. So you might just be very Clacton specific. Clacton's a very different breed than the rest of England. So it's I'm also on sea. What just your personal experiences are necessarily representative of the whole country. I would like to point out one, my tree is not up. You said people come back allegedly, but their Christmas trees. Some people on my Facebook feed were doing it, Graham. Okay, look, anyway, the easiest thing people in England do that, and you, you are, you are, you The point, the, it anyway, might have got off on a tangent a little bit. Okay, 
just a little bit yes it, <laughs> it's okay so i'm i'm amazed that he didn't say 16 at the point i'm making there but the fact is when i was talking about license to clear it up i'm talking about the licensee of the bar and restaurant something like that great as well referring to license you have to have a I license to sell alcohol i, and, I understand it, basic vocabulary but, but you basically. but you were talking about so, you know, they're having a license. I think you misunderstood what I meant at that point. You asked that they had to show them a license, a piece of identity. An, an, an ID, I apologise, yes. Now, it, that is a legitimate is thing. typically a driving license. Yeah, so if you haven't got one, you don't get served. If you look under 25, Graham, in this country, you don't get served without, a license, without an ID. We, if we have a ridiculous thing in America where if you're, I think it might even be if you're under 50, there's signs that it says if you're under 50, we're going to ask for ID. And um, I know some college sports do not serve beer because obviously the people who are at college are under 21. So you can't serve it. I do remember a guy with very clearly gray hair who was very clearly in his 60s and they refused to serve him because he didn't have his ID with him. And he was like, look at me. Like, really? He's like, do I look like I'm under 21? But they... <laughs> so it's even... It's way stricter over here than what it is um, in England. And uh, Mel still gets asked to show ID when she's... That's a compliment to your you're good lady. Mm -hmm. I, I used to get asked, but not, not for a well, while. Well, that says more about you <laughs> than about your good lady, to be fair. The point, it's been I, a while for me. the point I was making had been kind of overshadowed me because I'm so I'm going to base. Can I can I go first my speed check? Is that okay? I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what your point was, but I was talking about <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm, he was but, happy that Flair didn't say sixteen, not eighteen. Yeah, but bad cop. The bad cop in general was because you, you took my main bad cop moment. So. <laughs> Yeah, so. the bad the bad cop is he didn't try to perform statutory rape. No, 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 no. no. The bad cop moment you took you took no you took my bad cop moment because of what was said, um, and I'm just trying to you know. You knew what mine was, so it's not me. You're yeah. talking to Ryan, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying to Ryan. Yeah, right. So uh, if it's right of you guys, I'm just going on to Go my ahead, speech check. Yeah, and get right out of the way. Okay, first things first. WWE um, YouTube again. Spoiling stuff again this week. Um, but they mistitled, but you know, this time it was in a different way. Normally, it's like blah blah wins match, this and that. This one, and I took a screenshot because I want to make sure I got this right. Drew McIntyre vows to kick the head off of Sami Zayn. Yeah. At no point did he actually say that. In the I video, I don't remember that at all. At no point does he say that in the video at any point. I'm like, I've seen a miss, I've seen miss titling me for, but as a oh, new low WWE. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to read for that one a little bit. Um, <laughs> a bit more close to the home. Um, Pontins in the UK are closing, um, Canberra Sands and Prent Statin. Um, Caravan parks with immediate effect. Now, Graham is applauding this. Uh, no, I hate this. Bad, bad cop. Because the amount of wrestlers now who won't get very good exposure in the UK, it's terrible. The amount of people who used to get on these shows for free to actually show what they could do, academy kids and all that sort of stuff, they've lost great opportunity for exposure. So, it's a lot of the British wrestlers in this country, Graham, are not happy about this. Um, you can come in in a moment, Graham. I'm still going. Um, War Games event was amazing to watch. 
but it was all kind of predictable result wise um let's face it everyone and let's face it cm punk came back with a big deal but who was really that surprised really um and um finn balor ripping that sign up he was off it up and gave the jd to do it for him so you know balor love your abs but simply do your own fucking dirty work graham wants to come in have to come back on oh please do um, so I've actually been to uh... I could resist. <laughs> nice mute job. Um I have been to I think this is right now. Um I've been to four Butlins holidays. And uh, those four Butlins holidays in the last eight years, something like that. I have seen zero wrestling shows at those now. Now I have when we, if you go back ten years prior to that, then you would see a lot more wrestling shows at those places. Um, I used to go to Pontins when I was much younger, and um, I did see wrestling shows there when I was growing up. But I think times have moved on. And you've also talked about multiple times now, Matt. There's a lot of those independent companies now in England who are putting on shows. So I think that the scene is much better set up now for English wrestlers than appearing at Pontins. To be quite honest, the people who are appearing at Pontins, from what I I saw were not the young people that you're talking about who are trying to get a step up on the ladder. These were the veterans who'd been wrestling for 20 years and are on their way out, to be honest. It was more, and it was more story. It was more heel versus face. And in general, okay, you're not liking this, but that was what I saw. It was heel versus face. And it was older guys who were perhaps had a few more pounds on them, what they had in their prime. And we're not talking about the people that you claim that you're talking about. Oh, you said people are unhappy. Perhaps it was the older wrestlers who were not happy then. But if you're talking Damien from CXW, Joey Naylor from CXW, basically, basically CXW roster, furious. Because of this, because I'm quoting, I'm quoting, okay. I'm going to quote here. Um, the Canberra Sands show on Boxing Day was always packed, wrestling wise. Now, I can't speak for Butlins because they used to do the re- they did. They had WWE people there, not just, yeah. So, I can't speak for Butlins, but Pontins no. used to, but the fact that the but it's just a, not, but it's a little bit sad. The reason I was cheering was. A little bit mean, but like I said, I used to really like Pontins, and I did look into going back to Pontins, but their holidays are very poor value nowadays. Um, and unfortunately, it's one of those organizations that is past its prime, and if it's past its prime, it's time for it to go. So I would rather have a positive memory of Pontins and it disappear than it go continually downhill, which is what my view of it is right that now. Is a fair, that is a fair, a fair opinion to have. I'm just saying it's sad um, for the wrestlers, that's all. Okay, I mean, and I can't remember what the second thing I disagreed with. To be fair, they did that. say they were shitholes, awful accommodation, overpriced, terrible <laughs> food, dirty. Not surprised it happened, but they wanted to go back to those shitholes. But it's a shape of lads breaking the business, as it was a great way to work regularly in front of huge crowds to get your reps in without wrestling marks opinions. Okay, and actually, actually, on that on that last note. Something I noticed different between Summer Smash It back in August and Toe to Toe um, a few weeks ago. Very different crowds. Very different. Summer Smash It was much more of a family atmosphere in terms of, you know, everyone enjoying the show. Toe to Toe, hardcore wrestling marks. My God, was it hard to impress them. And sometimes... If you're getting into the business, 
it's much easier to do it in front of a crowd which is maybe not as in the know about certain things. Sure, it was, I, de it was definitely good for getting people into wrestling. I would definitely not argue with that at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I just suddenly realized that I mean, you mentioned a few names there. I'm surprised this didn't come up on a good cop moment. I'm sure you must have seen this on Facebook. Um, I did see that uh, Rudy Root is facing Luna Tricks, I think, this weekend as well. That would be a match. I would yes, like the implosion of Root of All Tricks. Yes, this weekend. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Phenomenal match. It'd be phenomenal. It'll be a great match. We're going complete reverse order then. Shall I go ahead and take my speed check as well? Then? If Ryan's okay with it. Um, he doesn't care. I can mute him if necessary. You can't. All right. I, he, he'll be fine. He'll live with it, I'm sure. Um, I'm going to start with Ric Flair as well. And I thought you guys would probably mention this as well, but from a different angle. Um, on Twitter, I'm so tired of hearing all the negativity. I don't need to work and I don't need the money. Can't I simply enjoy bringing my... Bring <laughs> Enjoy being by my dear friend at Sting's side for the next few months without so much hatred. I know I'm old, but that doesn't mean I can't enjoy life. I have earned a right to do whatever I want, and I'm exactly where I want to be. I appreciate everything at Tony Khan, but I'm more than willing to walk away if I'm embarrassing you and your company. All I can say is sorry. I kind of felt sorry, a little bit sorry for Ric Flair when I actually read that out. Now, if he is doing... But then that was before I saw the moment that you guys had talked about, so... But when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I can kind of see him wanting to be with a good friend for Sting. Obviously, they had a big battle at Greensboro. They talked about that on the on Dynamite show. Um, just wanting to be there and to have that fun time for a few months. Sure, he should be allowed to do that. But yeah, if it's, if it's becoming a really negative thing, yeah, he's he's offered to walk away. So we'll see if Tony Khan takes him up on that offer. Um, the main, the second, the final one I wanted to finish with, Matt, and then I'll let you come in, was um, there was too much sponsorship. At the Survivor Series, like I, I love the wrestling, but there was way too much. People were talking about the banners being distracting um, during the matches, and, and they were and putting products on commentators' desks. Like I know they're gonna do that, but when you have it for like one match, you can kind of live with it a little bit. But it just felt there were so many. Um, I could have looked it up, but I was too lazy to because I don't think it's important. Um, I know there was potato chips. Um, I know there was meat sticks. Um, and after that, I couldn't even remember what the other ones were, but it was just like, uh, you're, you're pulling a face. I, I know it's, I, I don't care. I'm not mentioning names. And I don't really care. Um, I thought there was too much. Um, is that really going to influence people? Like, I, I don't want to see it on wrestling. It was pretty bad. All right, guys, you're up. What do you think? Okay. So I need to, <clears throat> I need to admit something to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so... Can someone mute Matt? Because, oh, my God, it sounds like someone murdered a cat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, to, everyone, to everyone listening uh, at home in Radioland, uh, Graham is currently eating Ruffles branded potato chips. And I went out myself the the day after uh, Survivor Series and got myself some sour cream and cheddar Ruffles. The marketing worked. It did put it in my head, and it said, "Oh man, I could go for some of those. Those are pretty good." No, um, I totally bought that bag. I was at Food Line. I totally bought it for the joke. It's been sat there for an hour and a half, and um, I knew I wanted to bring it out at the right oh, time. You bought, you you bought it for a joke. No sell, not knowing who Ruffles was, you but there was too much sponsorship for sure. You it bought it a as a joke, and it was totally worth yeah. paying three fifty for that bag. Yeah, no, so so that didn't work at all. How big the bag? Yeah. Oh, it's pretty big. Uh, what is it? It says actually six dollars on the side. 
Um, I think it was buy one get one free. So, so then you got for food vendors. So you got a deal, then Graham. So. Yeah, I think so. Flaming hot barbecue. Okay. Uh, Jason Tatum's on the front as well. Uh, but I was like, I can give this to the kids because they'll be in. Oh look, there's a basketball player on the front. You know what? So I didn't. I don't I buy ruffles. This is the first time I've ever bought a bag of ruffles, and I only bought it for the joke. I've had a couple of them. I'm not gonna. But it worked because you did it. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, though. I didn't mind the backstage segment with the Ruffles. I didn't mind that at all. Because, you know, it was a fine thing. R-Truth's back. Chad is furious. <laughs> Chad's furious. Um, because I sent, him a, I sent him a, a wonderful thing about, like, you know, you know that meme of, like, show me the ultimate. No, I said show me the ultimate. Perfect. That one is going around. It was punk. Then it was autumn. And it was our truth at the end. <laughs> our truth. No. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 It was, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, the, I did not. I was not a fan of the Ruffles branding around the outside during the uh, War Games match. That was unnecessary for me personally. Especially seeing as it was the first fucking match of the night. But I'm also sort of glad it wasn't doing the main event. <laughs> so, because that should have been Pepsi Cola, of course. <laughs> that would have been a real clue <laughs> for what was about to happen, I guess. <laughs> um, there is one thing that about what you've just said there from his statement, by the way, on Twitter, which annoyed the fuck out of me. And I think you might have missed a little oh, bit. Okay. Um, in the middle of it, he says, and you've quoted this, so I'm going to requote it back. Yeah. For next. Um, can't I simply enjoy being by my dear friend Sting's side for the next few months without so much hatred? I know I'm old, but it doesn't mean I can't enjoy life. I've earned the right to do whatever I want. Fuck off! No, you have not. Uh, no, I think I don't. I think I don't think he meant it like that. Like that's like, how I'm interpreting it. Right? Murder people. I don't think he meant that, but I think he meant he gave him the right to be where his thing side for the last few months. But then he goes out and says, "I want to fuck some women in my, in my hotel room." I, that wasn't quite the quote, but yeah, no, like I said, I saw that before I saw what you just referenced. I agree, Graham. But that kind of was like, well, they go together. But then I was like, ah, man, that's not what. That's not the same thing at all. But no, I felt sorry for Flair when I kind of saw that first tweet. But then when I saw the second one, I was like, ah, for I do get that. what you're saying. I do get what you're saying, Graham. Yeah. I do. But he is a creepy, sleazy old man. And he had been for about 10 years now. I also needed something as a misdirection from the Ruffles thing as well, though. So I could just do that. <laughs> Fair enough. I had to set it up as like a genuine uh, bad uh, speed check moment. So, Ryan. Ryan? Yeah, no, I'm I'm composing myself. Um, <clears throat> oh, dear. I don't hate product placement because I don't notice it. Honestly, I really, really don't. Um, I used to when I was younger, like I always noticed when they had the Mountain Dew kickstart on the announce desk, um, something in my brain changed over the past couple of years where I just don't see product placement unless it's done in a comedic fashion. I just don't even notice that. Um, so it, it just, I don't know, it, it doesn't bug me. Um, but I did see people 
complaining about it? I mean, does does nobody because these people who are complaining about it going right back to hypocrisy because that's all I talk about at this point is hypocrisy. Um, all these people who watch AEW and nobody has an issue with the fact that they have DraftKings plastered on every surface. Every single surface. The ring has it. The barricades have it. I think uh, Taz has it tattooed on his forehead at this point. Like, it's just the hypocrisy of everything. Like, professional sports do this. They have advertising. WWE, it's just everything they do is bigger and more in your face. That's just, that's how the company's always been. Everything is loud. And I think that's why people are directed more towards it with their hate. But like, I, I if I hear Excalibur talk about DraftKings and their free draft pool one more time, and this is not just one show. This is every single show. I'm going to lose my mind. It, it, it's, it, it's, it, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't have an issue with product placement. Look, you want to make your dollars. That's the easiest way to do it. You know, cause you know how much ruffles probably paid to have that a lot. Half a million. Easily. Yeah. Easily. 500 grand to literally have your pre-show panel eat some chips and then to have a logo and then to have our truth go like yeah chips not crisps crazy fucking british people <laughs> you know great all for it um right. what's your yeah. bad what's your speed check moment then oh geez uh there was this one time that Matt was trying to defend like pedophilia or something. That was horrible. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding, Matthew. Decorum, please. We got the title of the show sorted, though. <laughs> Maybe not the best idea. Maybe that's my bad cop moment. Don't call it that. Horrible idea. Uh, <laughs> I was having trouble coming up with. Uh, I. It really comes down to for me, like. I felt like we had a really good week of wrestling, but no one was happy with it because people just can't let people enjoy things. Um, I don't like that. The I don't like the discourse of Punk's return. I don't like that the people who applauded him when he went to AEW are now like, oh, fuck him. Um, this, you know what? This is a good one. PG Punk. That that's been trending all week. PG Punk. Look how neutered he is now. You do realize that for what? So he left in 20, January 2014. So yeah. for over 5 years of his tenure in WWE, he was also PG Punk cuz they went PG in 2008. So he's been PG punk for longer than he's been non PG punk removing his independent run. Of course, stupid, but why, like, why do people just have to hate things? Like why it, I don't know. That's, this should be an exciting time for wrestling. Um, and I'm going to close it on a slightly positive note 
just because I was really, really happy with it. The the Discord needs to stop. Um, but I'm sorry, let me just pull this up real quick. Um okay. People are so argumentative on Twitter this week. That's my that's my speed check bad cop moment. But this is what I posted on Twitter um a couple of days ago. CM Punk returns to WWE. Sting is on his retirement tour. Orange Cassidy is a star. TNA is returning. The Indies are thriving. Triple H is running WWE. Randy Orton is active. Edge and Christian are back together, quote unquote. And MJF is a world champion. Five years ago, I would have told you that is all fake information. How can people be so upset about professional wrestling when professional wrestling is so fucking cool right now? That's my soapbox for my my speed check. I just, how? How are you so upset? How are you so angry at a television program that regardless if you watch the TV 14 version or the PG version or whatever, it's a television program that primarily, A, was a carnival sideshow, and B, for the majority of its life, was marketed towards children. Like, how are you, how can you be so upset about this? It's so cool right now. Like, why? Let's all just be nice to each other. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Fan cop moments? Please. Do we have fans? Oh, we've got a lot this week. Shit. Good! Bad! This is normally time in the show when I ditch you guys and go, thanks, i got to go pick up Jackson. Uh, I just got a message from my wife. She is picking up Jackson, so I will be here this week for these. Uh, start with Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin 21 uh, Best cop moment, had a great time at True Grit's last show of the year, culminating in Crash Boat becoming the inaugural tag team champions. And uh, worst cop moment, bored of the hyperbolic discourse from all sides about CM Punk already. Uh, just let's see how it plays out, for fuck's sake. You know, and, and just what I just said, Dan and I, Dan is my spirit animal. Like, let's just fucking chill, right? Make a plain spirit. That's for sure. Matthew? Oh, oh I'm, I do apologize, Graham. I do apologize if I'm slagging a little bit here. I'm going to the people's champ. BFR JCB, good cop moment. Triple H put on another good PLE in Survivor Series. Thought that before Punk. Bad cop moment. The Devil's Associates leaving MJX dead to rights and not able to touch him once. This angle needs to move along a bit. Yeah, it's it's a bit stagnant. To be honest. Ryan, do you have your phone? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm taking I'm taking away from Graham's joy um because I hate fun. Oh no, 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 no. Some of these are not for you to read, that's for sure. <laughs> well, too bad. Because I'm gonna <laughs> read it anyways. <laughs> that was one reason actually for faking that I sh- I was gonna pretend that I needed to leave even though I didn't, just to increase the odds that Matt would have to read some of these, but all right, go on. Well, it's it's gonna happen one way or the other. Um because I don't think it's possible, but Matt's also going to pick and choose. So uh, <laughs> I was picking and choosing and only leaving him those ones left, though. Yeah. Um, all right. I'll, I'll, tr- I'll try to be. Well, but that's like all of them. 
Yeah, whatever. Screw you. They not read them all this week, then. I'm just starting at the top because screw you. Uh, Chris Bellis at Real Chris Bellis on Twitter. Uh, Matt won't be happy with me for this, but good cop moment. CM Punk's return to WWE. I get people don't like him, but I'm looking forward to some new matchups and possibly a meltdown or two. I this is this is how I'm feeling like. I, I, you know, just to go off on a tangent for a real quick second, Graham, what you were saying, you were getting back into wrestling in what, like 2012, 2013? No, it, it was later than that. It was probably uh, 20, so late 2013. And I well, was watching videos from 2013, 2014. Like, oh, okay. And then you got back and realized that Punk was gone. Um, yeah. Well, so, so Punk is the guy who got me back into wrestling. I had taken a break. I knew him from Ring of Honor. And when ECW came back, I was like, oh, this sucks. And then when they started using his developmental, I was like, oh, Punk's in ECW? That's cool. Watched it for a couple of weeks. Uh, ECW still sucks. Then kind of fell out of it a little while. And then I heard that Punk was challenging for the title uh, when he was chal- when he was getting into his feud with Cena, essentially. And I was like, yo, CM Punk's? Cena crazy and that's honestly I've been watching ever since like punk really did have a huge hand in that um the reply to that is we'll try to make sure he has to read this out uh referring to Matt so failed all right uh Derek uh your friend D at your boy D Han uh best cop moment both war games matches were good but the women's was just friggin excellent one of my favorite matches this year uh, worst cop moment, Cody is once again having his top spot in a company stolen by CM Punk. And uh, greatest cop moment of all time, my tribal chief, R-Truth, is back. If we can get segments of R-Truth trying to get into the bloodline, <laughs> I will cry myself. Tears of joy. Yes, yes. I'm here for it. We'll be fighting over who has that as their best cop moment if that does happen for sure. Not when we chat. When we chat, that's for sure. Uh, I'm going to go to high five, Tom. Uh, Good cop moment. Just glad I'm here to be able to type this tweet. Life is short and you just never know. Mm. Believe me, know that feeling this week. Ryan? Ryan? Um. Let's uh I'm gonna go with this one just because of the bad cop moment was something I was gonna bring up to during the show, but uh we ran out of time, folks. We ran out of time. Uh good cop moment, CM Punk's WWE return, ensuring plenty of Matt Attack UK rants on the show. Uh Matt has done a pretty good job at just avoiding the subject. So, Rob, we need you to write in more often. Thank you. WTF cop moment, Britt Baker hasn't had any promo time on Dynamite in one year, according to Brit. We could have a whole show just about the abysmal state of AEW's women's division in general, but yes, that is a Finger. that is a WTF cop moment. If I was doing Christmas crackers this year, I could literally have done seven or eight from where we ranted about this year. Um, and here's the one I really want to talk about. Bad cop moment. QT Marshall gone from AEW. QTV was one of the best segments on the show. QT was also their pretty much their head of talent relations. Watch this watch. is a big, big hit to AEW. Watch him turn up on NXT in about three months. Well, if I'm uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't he run the Nightmare Factory? Yep. 
for Cody. Yep. Aren't him and Cody kind of homies? Yep. As soon as the uh, clause is over, he'll be next to you. I guarantee. Oh, I guarantee. And especially because everything I've heard is he left because as much as he loves doing what he does backstage, he went into this business to be a professional wrestler. He would do great on NXT. He would do great. I could see him main roster team him up with Alpha Academy. Yes. Like yes. have have him and Chad be like the motivation. Like Chad's the the I'm gonna teach you how to be athletic, and QT's the guy who's like, I'm here to motivate you emotionally. What a pairing. Oh because Marshall. I'm here for it. You're speaking speaking my language. He could he could he could keep up with uh Otis and Chad in the ring. He's that good of a wrestler. Plus, he has the same type of like comedy that they do would work perfectly with Alpha Academy. QT Marshall for Alpha Academy 2024. That's what I want. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, I just realized that as you just mentioned Christmas crackers, I did mention a tweet with a, a nomination for a Christmas cracker, even though you're not going to do it. Uh, good cop moment. Bishop is back. He did release an episode this week. That comment that he made, I, I just died laughing when I saw it this morning. I don't know the exact quote, but it was basically like, Graham can go fuck himself for something. I can't remember what he said, but go look it up on Twitter. I, I thought it was beautiful. Um, Midwest Wrestling Roundup podcast. Um, good cop moment. Right. Heading to AA AW Pro tonight with my boys at Showtime 341 and Dolphan 316 and Tristan and Chico for the hashtag JLMT. Looking forward to seeing my boys at Perch AXLV and at Trent Zuberi in uh, action for the best tourney in the country. Indeed. indeed. No bad cop moment, obviously. Indeed. I'm, I'm going to get out of the way at Chad underscore mind. Best in the World Cup moment, he returned. Moving on. Right. Now, see, I don't, I don't feel like I feel like you're you're not um, respecting our fans. Uh, Chad, I literally read the tweet. What Chad, more? it is, it is a best in the cop, best in the cop world moment. Yep, I'm going with that. Fuck it, who cares? <laughs> I wish I'd. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, uh, that seems like a British thing, so I'm going to leave it alone, or at least a sports thing, so I'm going to leave it alone. Um, because I just, uh, I got nothing to say about that. Actually, no, we're running, we're running pretty low at this point, so, uh, I'm just going to do, uh, yeah, let's do it. Uh, Thomas at TS Horror. Good cop moment, Punk working the smarks by doing a wrestling promo, not a pump and not the pipe bomb they expected. Uh, I also enjoyed that. I uh, I liked his promo. I a lot of people didn't like it. I liked his promo on Raw. It was short, it was concise, it was to the point. Um, and honestly, much, I, I don't think people want to believe it, but it felt kind of honest from Punk, which is there's a very big difference between an honest from the heart promo and a pipe bomb. Um, and this kind of felt like it was Phil Brooks instead of CM Punk. And I, I really enjoy, I appreciated that. Uh, bad cop moment, Jimmy Corkill dying. Gentlemen, I please explain to me explain who that is. Yes, thank you. Um, I didn't run. The, I didn't. Oh, well, Matt, go ahead. By all means, go ahead. No, 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 no,
But um, I, I do didn't understand the why people were posting about Brookside, but now I understand what it was. So it was um, a, I believe a character. I didn't actually watch the character. They had the character, character, not even the actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a character who was on Brookside, and the actor who represented that character has has passed away. Um, I believe mid sixties. Uh, sixty five. Yeah. Yeah. That no is age. young. No age. No age. Big flair's gone past that somehow. God knows how. Connor knows soccer. Um, good cop moment. Uh, Randy Orton and CM Punk making their WWE returns. And uh, fan cop moment, Columbus playing in an Eastern Conference final. That will be, of course, MLS. I'm... And that will be the crew who um, Connor, of course, loves. I'm going to make an announcement right here, Graham, as well. Oh, oh, should... oh. are you doing it? Should, the... should Columbus win the conference final, the volley will cover the MLS Cup final. Hey, Connor suggested it, and I said you should definitely. It's do it. more case of making sure everything lines up. Good, good, yeah. But if you can stay up until four a.m. to cover some wrestling game, I think you could cover a soccer game from one of your team's favorite teams. Provided it doesn't clash with anything, obviously. Then yes. Did you call Survivor Series a wrestling game? Uh, possibly. You I'm just so upset that he would belittle his uh, colleague that he wouldn't even he wouldn't even consider looking at the biggest game in their history when he looks at I, games like Burnley versus Sheffield United on a like a weekly basis and stuff. But, hey, never done Burnley. If I'm not busy, the game will be like one a.m. You're not doing anything at one a.m. So no excuse. And provided, if you are, just your schedule. Provided it's not the day of the funeral, Graham. Up at one a.m. No, if I'm if I'm not at home, I can't do it. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, it's not from the same area. I would have be at me. I'd be at me mother-in-law's. So okay. All right. So if I, if it, if certain things line up fine, then absolutely I'll do it. Absolutely. If not, Connor's more than welcome to do it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know a lot of British places. Uh, so I'm just gonna say, is the funeral in Bolton? Mm. No, no. Okay, because because the palindrome of Bolton would be not lob. You watch Monty Python. I got it. Yeah, <laughs> it's all it's all I've got. It's the only way I know things. No, no it's in Kirby. 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 Now, Matt, I'm not if you want to um, take this it's, back. It's not you in fingers. Said, you actually told me I have an open invitation at any time to appear on the volley. If you do that show and you cannot make it. I would be very happy to do that alongside Connor. Excellent, excellent. We'll keep that. We'll keep you. You can you, you can barge in whenever you want, Graham. This weekend, if you want, Graham. As we as we cover, as we cover Man City versus Tottenham. Ooh, that's a juicy one. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a juicy game. I think it's Man City Tottenham. Anyway, I need to double check that now. So that I'm if it turns um, out that it's a uh, Luton versus Nottingham Forest, no, people. No, it's not. It's not. It's, it's the it's the it's the it's the evening game. It's the evening game because I have to juggle around a few little things. Um, uh, there is. Uh, it, it is Man City Tottenham. More, yes, at least one more good cop moment. At least one more fan cop moment. If I, I could actually do it, Graham, because it's my turn. Um, yeah. I would go with. Well, you weren't doing anything. You weren't saying anything. That's why I thought I'd let you know that there is at least one. Ring of Honor reverie, good cop moment this week for episode one one oh one. Will and High Five Tom got to watch some really fun matchups with Pursuit Night Two as they build up the final battle twenty thirteen, including Silas versus. Tadarius Thomas and Red Dragon 
versus CC and Wrestle Factory. Was that a good event, Ryan? You watched Ring of Honor back in the day? Let me read the Battle 2013. I'm just gonna I'm gonna read the the cardigan. Uh not the cardigan. Like uh, I'm not talking about a sweater. Um I'm reading the card again. Um I don't remember the show in particular. I don't know if I'd watched it. I definitely was uh, trying to keep up with Ring of Honor semi-regularly back in the day. Um, I mean, I love Kyle O'Reilly and Roddy Strong. So, mm. you know, Silas always phenomenal. So, I mean, I, I can't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> I think that's all done then. You mute yourself, Greg. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I don't know what I just clicked there, though. Um, I just saw one more. It might not be easy to find because um, I requote. I quoted the tweet and I got some more responses. Um, Angel visits perfect at visits Angel. Uh, it would be CM Punk and WWE. I think it could be a big move in history. So kind of echoing what we've what we've heard from a lot of people this week. Yeah, it's uh, oh, it's always good to. Um... Yeah, and to be fair, it's, yeah, it's and and I think and I know a lot of people have talked about this. Um, and Matt, you definitely alluded to it earlier, and I think it just bears maybe bringing up one last time. You know, <clears throat> there were so many issues between Punk and, to your point, Vince McMahon. But even with that, you know, those issues are still in his mind is going to be WWE because to most of us, Vince would never leave. Um, but a lot of things in the past, these bridges have been mended and people have returned and someone, I forget who someone brought this up and I apologize. I can't uh, name my source. Um, and it's probably a lot of people, you know, but Bruno ultimate warrior, you know, a lot of these people who said they would never, ever come back did. And the one factor that always comes up is that these deals were brokered by Triple H, not by Vince McMahon. Um, and I think that's that's a really important um, point to make that Triple H was one of the boys but he is no longer one of the boys the but since he lived that life for so long. He gets it. He understands it. He understands the biz. He's the perfect person because not only did he come up within the WWF and WWE system, he understands the business side of it as well. So he gets it from both ends. That's why we're not going to get TV 14 attitude era, ruthless aggression, WWE right of that. Cause from a business standpoint, why would you go back to that when you're making this much money? Yeah. And there is, and if you want that stuff, there is an alternative. There is. And you know what, who says it doesn't happen two years down the road or five years down the road. Yeah. Things are always evolving. Exactly. And the WWE that we've got today isn't the one we had six months ago. And even one six months before that. Yeah, and it's definitely not the one we had six years ago Hell. or 20 years ago. 
it, things uh, have always different. Like people always hate, like I remember people hating on ruthless aggression. Yeah, I loved ruthless aggression. I thought it was a great yeah. era. It, it there was, was there was some questionable stuff at time, but you know, for the most part, it was the attitude era without the always derogatory female situations. I still remember seeing kind of virtual a lot of pudding about. No, there, there were definitely still situations, but women were actually allowed to wrestle during it. That was nice. I just I like I think ruthless aggression to me was WWE's ECW era. It was blood and guts, and I loved it. I really did. I thought ruthless aggression was great, but honestly, build for time well there, Ryan. Yeah, we did. Uh, There, the PG era has not been as bad as people make it out to be. It's not. It's not. It's made a shit ton of money. If you want to prove that, go look at the uh, at at um, weshop.com right now, which is literally has got. Guess what? The number one shirt. <laughs> guess what the one shirt is. It's not L A Knight. Yeah, anymore. Unfortunately, he's two, three, and four. Um, he's not number one. Oh darn. He's number number one is um is Mr. Punk. Yes. Which I and and I have been noticing that it's taking me a while to get used to this again. Mm. Um, hearing Michael Cole say his name, hearing Cult of Personality on Raw, seeing Punk in a the WWE ring. Um, it's just a, it's not a remix; it's a remaster. If, Even, if anything, uh, well, if anything, it, it's 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 nice to hear a different version. Yeah, but the the thing that really got me, and it was the first real double take I did, was I think it was uh, I think it was Monday. It was Monday morning, Monday afternoon, and it was uh, oh hey Cyber Monday deal over on WWE Shop, and I was like oh see if there's anything good on sale, and I head over there, and the first thing I see CM Punk, and I'm like that's weird. That was jarring because I was kind of like yeah wait what. Oh right, CM Punk just came back. Okay, we're, we're I'm here. Yeah, like it's 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 bizarre right now. It was the same thing I felt uh, um, seeing uh, Sting in AEW because Sting to me is always going to be a WCW guy, and seeing Sting or even TNA, but seeing Sting in AEW was kind of like, wait, what? Sting's here? Holy shit! Jeff Jarrett too. It still feels a little weird to me to hear Jeff Jarrett's music hit. Then we'll have a good time. I'm not going to do a spiel this week. I'm not in the mood for it, I'm afraid. But I am going to say, take it up with Micah Pellegrini. If he can be bothered to show up, that's it, Micah. Yeah. Bring it. I he tagged, threatening us. I tagged, the vo- I tagged the void this week, and Derek replied, Micah didn't. Hmm. I noticed. Micah, you chicken shit. Yeah, I'm calling you out. He's not going to hear this. No, 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 but nobody else does. We we prove we've got at least twelve listeners this week. At least twelve listeners this week. Because twelve people reply. Anyway, anyway, this is obviously the Devil's Advocate round where we throw ridiculous statements at each other um for twenty seconds and try and defend them as if they were truth. Um we don't believe in them, but they are that we are. Um who would like to go first? I got one for you, Matt. Go if on. you if you do not do this, I will not count this as a failure against you. Okay. Okay. It's a little bit. It's a little bit different. Um, like I said at the end of the last segment, I this literally came. Just I don't have anything written down, but within five seconds, this just suddenly came into my head. Okay. So you're 
not really devil's advocate from me is with your well-known love of BBC Radio 4 shows what instead of a devil's advocate in lieu of a devil's advocate I would like you to do a round from the show uh, I'm sorry I haven't a clue I would like you to sing the song the, the words from CM Punk's song to the tune of Happy Birthday Look in my eyes. What can you see? The cult of personality. Like Mussolini or Kennedy. Not even close. Bearing in mind, it's hard to get the look. You can't sing that song in your head. <laughs> and not sing it. Song. Exactly. So that's <laughs> incredibly difficult. I was trying to think of a simple song because you said it was a different. And Ryan mentioned it was a remastering, and then I was like, "Oh, this is just like um, I'm sorry, having a claim." And I was trying to think, what's the simplest song that I could do without putting you on the spot? And I was like, it's, "The Happy Birthday song." Sure. I'm very glad that that has now come out. That's now out of copyright, by the way. However, that out of copyright, we'll get away with it. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Um, Ryan, do you want to defend one? Uh, I'm going to give one real quick, if that's oh, all right. Oh, give away. Give, give, give. Graham, with the news that they are starting production on Sonic the Hedgehog 3, you believe that they should get rid of Sonic and they should not debut Shadow the Hedgehog, but they should, in fact, build the movie around everyone's favorite, Fingers. Absolutely, you go with the stars, right? We've seen we've seen Sonic for way too long. He, he's past it. Like I remember Sonic from when I was a kid. So crying out loud, how many years ago was that? You want to bring in those fringe characters. You want to hear the backstory for them as well. Isn't that always more interesting than hearing like the main characters? Why those side characters are doing? So who better to do that than Fingers? And Matt can provide the puppet if necessary. Define kid. Um, well, perhaps like high school. Twenty, high school. I think nineties. It, yeah, Sonic came out like 92 or something. Yeah, I was in high school. I would have been, for Ryan's benefit, a sophomore at that point. Then. Okay, well, let you have it. Let you have it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hmm. I don't know if we question the answer, but yeah. yeah okay. You're well known for working out math problems like that. Even I. So, so, so you were about 16. I was 16 Probably. in 1991. Yeah. Then yeah. I will. Then that wouldn't find that. And I was 15 for part of that year as well. Oh, really? Is that how years work? That's how years work. <laughs> I have to explain things like this to Matt because he gets easily confused. So. Unless your birthday is January 1st, I think that happens for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or yeah, if Ryan. it was December 31st, that might mess it up as well. Possibly. Ryan, you going to defend? Sure. Well, funny enough, Graham, with a with a fun about music here, because I've got one for you, Ryan, as well, music-based. Um, bearing in mind, um, we've heard a lot of Good and bad. Hey, good, bad. Hey. Um, didn't notice that. Uh, we've got um, a lot of good and bad wrestling songs out there. The worst song I've heard has to be the soundtrack to Persona 5. Did you start? I can't see the times. So God damn it. So, I mean, Persona 5, from a musical standpoint, it's, it's barely a soundtrack because it's not a soundtrack. 
it's an experience within your soul. It, it's 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 music that speaks to you at a at a level that no one could understand. The annoying thing is, Graham, he actually he though he could have twisting it, he's absolutely right. <laughs> oh my god. Best, one of the best soundtrack. video game soundtracks one of the best video game soundtracks ever. Because you haven't got to play the game to like the music. It's, it's 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 practically like a like a six disc like jazz fusion album. Love, it's super it. weird. You would love it, Graham. It's bizarre. Great. We'll send some links. We'll send some links. I'm um, not quite sure the order. I know I haven't given a devil's advocate to Ryan yet. So go ahead, Ryan. I know he's already I've, just defended one, but I've got a tough one for Graham. So oh, actually, go ahead. Give me yours. We'll give him a little a little break in between sure. defending. Yeah, okay, Graham. Okay, now bearing in mind our thoughts on matter times, WWE changed people's names. Okay, uh-huh. with that in mind, Luchasaurus's name changed to Kill Switch is absolutely fine because Tony Khan can do what the fuck he wants. I didn't actually have any problem with it anyway. Didn't we already talk about the fact that Luchasaurus, like they stole his name or they stole his merchandise? So you got to rebrand him anyway because they've got to get sued for that. So what's a perfect time to do it? You build up, you build up Christian Cage's character where he can establish whatever he wants to do. But you also show that Tony Khan is the dominant figure in that in that industry, as he obviously is as well. Yeah, a little bit. Blah, blah, blah. I um, it's the, the, it's the mask. The mask. Okay. And then well, not... I had to pick something to talk about. And they've not ditched the mask. <laughs> they've just changed it. No, they haven't. No, <laughs> honestly, I, I, I've, been, I've been saying this for months now that as soon as he turned heel, they should have changed. They should have changed his gimmick because it was just like uh, um, street profits coming out to their dancing and coming out to their pop music. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're supposed to be these vicious heels. Uh, Becky Lynch when she was heel. Oh my god! It was the her theme song fits so imperfectly with her that it made me not look at her as a heel. It was horrible. It was um, weird, yeah, yeah. Music uh, is a big thing, definitely. No, it really is. I, I love Street Profits' new music, by the way. I think it's great. I love their new character. I love this like Hurt Business 2.0 thing they got going on. Yeah. Really enjoying that. Um, yeah. So, um, Graham, before you uh, harass me, I would like to harass Matt. Please oh, sure, do. sure. Please do. Oh, well, I didn't know that you had a second one prepared. Oh, I, I figure these out as I go. You know this. That's how I'm doing it this week. Um, <clears throat> shit. I'm losing it. Hold on. Hold on. Give me a second. It's there. It was a good one, too. The fact that Ryan's losing, it might be the easiest devil's advocate you've ever had to defend, Matt. I, I know, right? Oh, sorry, that wasn't it? Oh, my bad. Yeah, I'm losing it. Please defend <laughs> why. Um, nope, it's gone. I had why it, and it's gone. Why the one went route one before this week at all? Well, Ryan, if you prefer, I could give what I was going to give you, I, your devil's advocate. I could actually give it to Matt, as he didn't really get a devil's advocate. If if yeah, I can, It works for both of you, so... Do you want to receive the devil's advocate or do you want to pass it across to Matt? Ooh. This is one answer, that's just come off the top of my head. Answer me this. Will I think it it's a piss, pretty good one, actually. Will it piss him off? Uh, it will, Yes. Oh, give it to Matt then. All right, Matt. So with, the, with this in the last few days having the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who, harking back to the very first Doctor Who, William Hartnell, who was an old man, 
who could be a more appropriate for the next Doctor Who than another old man, Ric Flair? <laughs> Ric Flair is the perfect man for a job. Let's face it, William Hartner was a bit of a was a bit of a show was a bit of a showmanistic old man anyway. Been, he was a bit of a womanizer back in the day. We've had other doctors in times gone by after, after that as well. Ric Flair's the perfect person, and it's good because then he's making it a fucking die on TV. I'm hoping we can get that video clip of you uh, spitting your drink out right there. That was pretty good. Maybe I'll send you a clip for it, Graham. Maybe I will. I'm very surprised that no one went Route 1 with my devil's advocates this week, to be fair. No one was going to do CM Punk, if that's so what you were thinking. Very surprised by that, because I... Had a no, that was too obvious. That was weak. I said I wouldn't do that. That's just too obvious. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ryan, have you remembered it or not? <laughs> No, and I'm really bugged because I was actually really happy with it. <laughs> and my brain just stopped working and did you start have you, have you started have you started your supply? No. I I don't I man, oh I'm all I'm all bummed out. Oh, oh dear, I'm sorry, mate. Sad. I don't know how long you want to string this out, but I have like one minute and then I need to get to my food preparation because although I'm not picking Jackson up, I am responsible for dinner. So what is, what is it tonight, Grandma? We're full for time. Uh, it's fish and chips. <gasps> oh, on a, on a Friday, you have to be. remember what Ryan's devil's advocate that we was going to be is um, something along the lines of the only correct the only correct term to use for potatoes when you're making a Sunday roast is tatties. Yeah, he didn't know he wanted to talk about roast tatties. tatties. Absolutely, he roast tatties for a long time. He said he would save that for another day. I don't have time. We only have about so. A so you call them potatoes, Ryan? 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 Potatoes. Right, we we will uh, we will revisit it next week. Ryan, any last thoughts? Uh, uh, Jay White lost. Fuck him. You're happy about that, Bagadics? Big ol', big ol', big ol' Bagadics. Graham, any last thoughts? Nah, I gotta go. I gotta go cook. Okay, okay. I will now just quickly read from a prepared statement. Uh, anyone there who thought I'd be pissed off about CM Punk returning to WWE? I have no problem with CM Punk. I have a problem with Phil Brooks. <laughs> We're out of here. Boom. Music was Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. HTTP colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0 slash.